Okay, here we go. Episode one. What are you drinking? Iced coffee mom just bought. Oh, the iced peppermint cold brew? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. All right, here we go. You ready? Yes, sir. All right, welcome to the Resilient Lineage podcast, where we reflect on the past, anticipate the future, and discover what God has for us today. I am Milo Curtis. I'm Olivia. And we're glad you're with us. Today, we're going to be looking at what we can do uh, to live fruitful lives. Yeah. You picked the passage of scripture today. I did. Matthew 13. Yeah. And this passage shows up, uh, this parable shows up in the other... Three of the Gospels three, out of the four. Three, out of three out of the four. Do you know what we call those three Gospels? Mm-mm. What, what are those three Gospels called? You, or Matthew? Mar- uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Right. So this this, par- this parable appears in all three. Right. We call those the synoptic Gospels. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and the reason for that is uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke were kind of written around the same timeline, and they have a lot of overlap. Right. They tell a lot of the same stories from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. John, the Gospel of John, was written a lot later, written to a a different audience. Um, And so there's things that are very distinct to John that you don't find um, in the other Gospels. Yeah. There's a few things that overlap in all four of the Gospels. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but the parable we're looking at today is the Matthew passage. Why did you pick the Matthew passage instead of the Mark or the Luke passage? I think Matthew has a lot more information, a lot more meat on it. Mm. And um, we're going to be specifically looking at verses 1 through 9. But verses 18 through 23 really explain, like Jesus explains to his audience what the parable means. Yeah. And Mark doesn't have it. Luke does, but it's very minimal. And I think Matthew definitely has more meat on it and easier to digest. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You ready to dive in? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so thank you for joining us. We're, we're glad you're uh, checking out this podcast with us. If you haven't um, already sort of subscribed to this podcast yet, that'll help us kind of get some traction out of the gate. Um, so appreciate you tuning in. You probably are listening to this because we know you. <laughs> probably. Uh, we, we know the people at church. Yeah, because we are, you know, we are at the beginning of building our media empire. Yeah. No, just kidding. That's, that is not an aspiration <laughs> That is not one of our objectives. Um, but the, the, as we're working on this podcast and we're kind of figuring it out, so you're on the front end of us figuring this out, and so if it's be a little bit messy as we create something, yeah. which is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of structure we're going to give to this is we're going to reflect on the past. So when we, for the purposes of today, we're, the, when we say reflect on the past, we're going to reflect on the scriptures, right? right? That was written in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to anticipate the future because I think that scriptures give us a framework right. to, to sort of have a call to what could be, what right. our future could be. And we're going to talk about how to discover what God's up to today. So what does it mean for us to, to do, what is the soul work God wants to do today to help us anticipate this future that he has for us? Yeah. In the context of the passage that we have here, what is, what is the soul work he wants to do for us to live fruitful lives, right? Mm-hmm. What is the kind of preparation that has to take place in mm-hmm. order for that to happen? And discipline especially. Yeah, well, and we're going to get into that here in just a second. Okay, so Matthew chapter 13. So we're going to look at verses 1 through 9, and then we're going to jump to verse 18 and uh, through 23. And the yeah. reason for that is um, kind of what's sandwiched between these two things is Jesus gives the purposes of parables. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go into that right now. So he's going to lay out what the parable is, and then he's going to explain what that parable means. So uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 1 says, That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered around him, so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell among the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, 
and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Mm -hmm. So jumping to verse 18, Jesus continues to share. He says, Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. He has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case, a hundredfold, in another, 60, and in another, 30. Yeah. All right, so why'd you pick this? Well, it's funny enough, yesterday we were doing our one-year Bible plan, pops up, and one of the very first Sundays I even moved to Virginia, this was the topic that was address like this was the parable we talked about and I just remember it being so powerful because it can really apply to your life and that's the bible right you read something and it just like hits you on the spot and you're like how can this have been written several hundreds of years ago thousands thousands yeah even and it's still applied today and I think it's so interesting and like, it just boggles your head. So I read it yesterday, reflected, and brought it to Dad, and here we are. And I have, so back in October, I had the chance to go to Japan. Right. And uh, connected with an old classmate of mine out there, Mari Nishimura. And uh, she, she, her and her brother passed her a church. And when I said, hey, I'm going to be, I haven't seen Mari since. College. No, it was right after college. I think it was in 2000. Maybe two. Your mom mm. and I took a trip uh, to. No, it was probably two thousand. No, I think. About yeah. it. Anyway, shout out to Mari. Hey, Mari, uh, if you're listening to this. Um, but anyway, I hadn't seen Mari in over twenty years. Mm-hmm. I had the chance to go to Japan. Was uh, forty-five minutes south of where she was at. Um, reached out to her and said, "Hey, we'd love to connect with you." So she and her brother hosted, I preached in their church, right. and then I was traveling with some other guys. We all uh, went to the church and had lunch with them afterwards. It was a phenomenal time. Anyway, point is, this is, I, I preached from this passage of scripture. Um, because and what was fascinating was, so Japan is a totally different culture than ours. Right. They, they are very westernized, right? In the sense of, they have a lot of western clothing and music, and mm. culturally there's a lot of similarities. But... There's also a lot of dissimilarities. Mm. Christianity does not have much traction in Japan. Yeah. Like Protestant evangelical Christians, the, the kind of folks that you and I would say we, you know, theologically are, are similar to. Right. Is like 0.03% of the population there. That's sad. Um, which, so if you think of Japan, like the whole of population is about 750,000 people mm. um, would be Protestant evangelical Christians. So... Finding what I love about this passage of scripture, um, mm-hmm. like you were just saying, is it's cross generational, it's cross um, cultural. You're right. You know, in that, like, I think everybody can kind of go, man, where am I at in mm-hmm. that? What, which of these four things describes my heart? Or here's, an, here's an even, another question um, Could different areas of my life have different postures towards the gospel? Mm. Yeah. No, definitely. Isn't that interesting? It is. Okay, so let's do this. Let's break down break down the four soils. Yeah, yeah. Define our terms. Yeah. How do you want to go about doing this? Mm. You have a bunch of notes. Why I don't do. You just start yeah, okay. walking Actually, through I'll notes. Actually, I'll start with this. The okay. soil is how people respond to God and how people react when they, they hear the gospel okay. and their decisions, right? Because the Lord gives us free will. So we have not the... We have the power to, de- to decide, do I want to follow this? Do I not want to follow this? Okay. And it's clearly stated um, throughout this passage. Okay, so that's the soils. The seed, I think, is the gospel. I think that's what the, Jesus is trying to point to. Mm-hmm. How are you going to react when this is put into your life? Mm-hmm. 
And then the sower is really how the spirit got into your life. Like, mm. like you, know, you know what I'm trying to say? Not really. Dad. What? Like, who told you about the gospel? Yeah, like, but that's who, not the soil. The soil is the condition the of your soil, soul. The, the sower. Oh, the sower. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said soil. No. Okay. I probably did. But okay, I so the you're sower. saying the sower is who? Whoever is sowing the spirit in your life. Sowing the gospel. The gospel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which could be the spirit. Right. You know, I met a guy one time who had never heard the gospel, ever. Oh. Um, and he went to a party. He was he was raised in a dysfunctional home, mm-hmm. um, did, had like some social issues, so he wasn't very well liked, um, didn't have very many friends. The friends he did have were not the kind of people you should have to be friends with. Right. He ends up at a party. Um, where everybody's like blasted out of their minds with drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he, I can't remember if he said he took something or not. Anyway, he crashed on this chair to like sober up before he went home. Right. And there was a Bible sitting next to him in this chair, grabs the Bible and starts to read it and realizes he needs Jesus just by picking up the Bible. <laughs> right. Like it might not even be a person telling you about the gospel. Well, so, yeah, so this is what I found fascinating was is, is this is an uncommon story, right? right. I, I don't know very many people that have, I don't, he's the only one that I know I've ever talked with that this is his testimony. Right. But it's an extreme example that I think still presents a truth, right? Mm-hmm. That he reads the gospels, like how he even knew to jump to the gospel. I don't even think he, I think he just opened it up and started reading. Right. He realizes he's a sinner. He realizes he needs Jesus. Mm. In that moment, <laughs> a lot of stuff happened. Gives his life to Christ, yeah. and then is at church the next day, or the next Sunday, or whenever it was, and um, like and cleaned up his life. Like God changed his life. There was a like I I'd never heard a story like that. Right. Um, that's an extreme case, right? Mm-hmm. Where somebody is exposed to the gospel. The seed right. falls on soil, right? mm-hmm. um, but I think God typically, well, predominantly uses people. Right. Still led by a spirit. Yeah. Still led to know how to say things, when mm-hmm. to say things, how to go about saying things. Whether you even know it or not. What do you mean by that? Well, like if, like you might not know you're making a difference in someone's life. Yeah. That's not like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could just say the smallest thing and not even know, and yeah. then that means the world to them. Yeah, it's having an impact. You're not you're not tracking. Yeah. That wasn't your intent. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think that's how the spirit kind of comes over you. Yeah. And that's not by you, that's by God. Yeah. If you're surrendered to the spirit. Right. Right, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the first, do you want to talk about the first soil? Sure. Okay. The first soil mentioned in verses four through yeah just four yeah it talks about the hard soil or yeah. like the the soil along the path it's not even near dirt it's just kind of there well the path would be a dirt path just hard yeah hard because people have been walking on it right yeah that's yep yeah, that's the first one <laughs> what are you laughing at <laughs> <laughs> a long pause. Oh, yeah. I don't know what I was aqua, hoping to aqua, get aqua out of pause. that. Yeah. Oh, should I get my cricket soundtrack? Oh, oh no. no. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, okay. So the the second one mentioned in verse five talks about the rocky the rocky soil. Yeah. Um, the third is the the thorny soil, and then the fourth is the rich soil. Okay. So let's go over the first one. Mm-hmm. So the hard soil. So Jesus says, "What does he say about the hard soil?" This is. Um, in verse 19, he says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away that, um, that what has been sown in his heart. Mm. This is what was sown along the path. Yeah. What do you see there? I think it's just kind of, if you're not in a place of willing to accept God or know how to accept God and don't understand the gospel, it's really easy for the devil to be like, and I'm going to take that away. Yeah. Well, and, and um, so that presents a reality, right? With right? Jesus presents the reality that there are spiritual forces at work in your life. Mm-hmm. 
that um, can that will lead to the measure of fruitfulness in your life, mm. right? So the enemy does not want you to be fruitful, right? At all, um, not within the terms of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So I think you know we're doing twenty-one days of prayer right now, right? Yeah. Uh, do you remember? I can't remember which pastor it was, but he said sometimes he thinks through the lens of not what would Jesus do, but what does the enemy not want me to yeah, do? Yeah. What would the devil want me to do? Yeah. Um, or not want me to do. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I think there's a like there's a real enemy after your soul. Right. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was. Uh, it's not funny. I guess I was talking with a, someone one time, and um, they came in. This was in my role as a chaplain. Mm-hmm. So this is not somebody who's Christian. They're no, not a spiritual person. Because chaplains have the only position, right? To keep things confidential. Right. So just people just come and pour out their lives. Right. Knowing you can't tell anyone. Right. So um, so I'm sitting there in this context. And this per- I won't obviously get into the details. Um, but they said, literally, they said, yeah, sometimes I, like, I, I feel like there's another spiritual force trying to influence my decisions. Mm. And I was like... What do you think that is? He's like, well, I don't think it is. I mean, there's, I don't believe in any of that stuff. <laughs> Which is interesting. Like, why would you use those words? I know. Like, <laughs> I thought that was funny. It was like, it was a really odd, like he used very specific words to describe the enemy attacking your soul. Mm-hmm. Like Rob, like in this passage, like, you know. Man, there's these truths I want to grab a hold of, mm-hmm. but it seems like they're constantly being snatched away, and I think that could lead to a lot of meaning, and purpose in my life. But I don't believe in any <laughs> but of I, that. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was like the 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 um, the reaction I thought was like just one beautiful, right? Mm. Because what I man, this, there's one thing I appreciate about working with folks that aren't church people is how brutally they honest they are about things. Right. Church people have a tendency to cover up a few things. Yeah, we try to dress stuff up, and we're mm. not. We don't want to be that honest. Because um, <laughs> we go to church with them. <laughs> yeah, it's well, like, you know, it's like, yeah. well, I don't want to be judged, you know, less, <laughs> yeah. less, less mm-hmm. than spiritual as what maybe you think I am. Yeah. Um, which is so stupid. Um, but that you don't run into that with, with folks that just don't care. Right. Uh, and so I, I, I appreciated the candor that, that that person shared with mm-hmm. me. But it was a beautiful example of what this looks like today. Um, of, you know, hey, here's a truth. Here's a here's what life could be. Here's mm-hmm. how to reframe or how to look at something different mm-hmm. or make a different uh, a different series of decisions. Um, mm-hmm. But man, as as quick as it's introduced, it's snatched away. Yeah. What do you, how do you see that in in the the world you live in? With the folks you work with and go to school with, and yeah, I think live, working at Chick Fil A, right? As soon as I get there, I'm like this is a Christian foundation. I'm gonna meet all kinds of people that might have the same beliefs as me. It won't be, it won't make me feel uncommon. Yeah. To be like I'm a Christian, and they'd be like, you know, figures. But, um, I mean, you just run into people who are just blinded. Like, don't goes with the way of the world, goes with the wide gate, yeah. very much. Off key, but okay. So also, these people are addicts to social media, right? Oh, yeah. And you see people post about Chick Fil A, like, um, or even in school, I'll see them. And did you look at my story? I'm like, don't have Instagram, like. <laughs> 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 um, but to, I think in today's generation, or even. Um, Looking on some social media platforms that I have, I don't specifically have Instagram, but I have others like Facebook. <laughs> I'm, pro, I'm active on Facebook, guys. Um, you'll see the, the, the videos of people on the street asking random questions. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. like, what do you think the Bible is? Yeah. And people will be like, they have good morals. And the guy's like, can you name a book of the Bible? And they're like, no. Mm. So the fact that they noticed and they realize that the Bible has good morals, but they can't name a book of the Bible, I think is so fascinating to me. And how does that apply to this context? Right. So I think, well, kind of what you were talking about before, how this guy realizes 
there's spiritual warfare, but then doesn't believe in oh, I see. the spirit. That's what I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, th- this is a good moral thing, mm-hmm. but I don't know anything about it. Right. It's, not ha- it's having zero impact in my mm-hmm. life. And that's kind of what he was talking about, because in verse um, 19... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says, when anyone hears the kingdom of God but does not understand it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't know how to process it mm-hmm. because that's not what they were raised with or they're not in a position to know the capability and meaning it has. Yeah, I think it's a, you know, one way maybe to, I would say it is... Um, just because you're exposed to information doesn't mean you, you've committed to understanding right. that That's information. That's so true. In school, just school in general, <laughs> government <laughs> class, like, woo, go legislative branch. Moving on. Like, <laughs> memorize that Quizlet, yeah. but don't have the Yeah, what care. do I need to do to pass the test? Right. Right? That doesn't mean I understand the information. Right. Yeah. And if these questions are going to be on that test, I'm going to memorize these questions. And as soon as the test is over, why would I go back? Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I see um, with, a, you know, with, with a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of folks, but um, with some folks that I meet. And it's true with anything. Mm. You know, I just like, I just need to know enough to be able to make enough of a decision to stay out of trouble. <laughs> right. Like, or to pass, like one step or at to, a time. Yeah, and I don't really under I don't really, you know, let me ask with you. Do you know why I don't understand this? Why? Because I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> um, so you know, this is what kind of coming back to the statement I made earlier about how I think there can be different areas in our lives that the condition of the soil in that area of our life may match one of these other conditions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think a good question to take before the Lord, again, and and this is what I would encourage, you know, folks to do is, you don't come up with a series of questions that the Spirit is not asking you to ask. Mm. That's one. Yeah. So, you know, pray about whether, I had one person tell me, they said, pray or not, pray about whether you should pray about this. Yeah, this this idea that you don't have to pray about everything. But are you praying, are, are you concerned about the things God's asking you to be concerned mm. about. All right, having said that, like I think one of the things that we can look at is go like, what are the areas of my life I'm going, I really don't care what God has to say about that. Mm. And so that area of my life is hard to the kingdom of God. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really don't care what God has to say about money. Mm. So therefore, I'm not thinking about stewardship. I'm not thinking about generosity. Mm. I'm not thinking about... Um, how to order my resources for his kingdom purposes, right? Um, Are these the things I'm willing to sacrifice? Yeah, I'm not even asking those questions. Yeah. Because I don't care. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what do I need to do? I went to church. They made me feel bad because they preached on money. I'll throw in 10 bucks, right? I'm good. Is that good? That's all I need to do to pass the test? All right, next, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Not applying it. Yeah, and and I see this where, where with people with relationships, particularly, particularly with the opposite sex. Mm. Like, I don't care what the Bible says about sex. Because mm-hmm. the minute I have to care about that, yeah, now I have to do something about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to suffer the consequences. Yeah, whether you know them coming or not, the consequences are coming. I mean, that's yeah. right. So, whether you care or not, you're going to experience the consequences of not abiding according to... You will live a barren life mm. in those areas. Mm. You will not live a fruitful life in those areas. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I, I've seen people, like if, if like if you talked about, about reading the Bible, man, I love the Word of God. That's what they'll say. You know, how's your prayer life? I was praying last night for my family back uh-huh. home, you know. Um, I was telling somebody about Jesus the other day. You know, I was sharing with them how we need to put our faith in Christ. Yeah. Um, how are you and your girlfriend? Wow, we're thinking about moving in with one another. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Like, yeah. bro, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because they've chosen to take an area and go, yeah, I don't care what God says mm. about that. Mm-hmm. Which is definitely kind of where those the soils intercede, right? Because 
in the, the fourth soil, we haven't gotten there yet, talks about... The Spoiler good, alert. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Close your ears if you don't want to hear. Um, talks about the good soil. And as Christians, um, it's, we want to live like Jesus. We want to do the things God wants us to do. But there's going to be... Th- we're corrupt by sin, right? We're going to sin and we're going to have hiccups. And I think that's kind of where the other soils intercede because we're not always going to live in this perfect soil. Yeah, so we'll get there. Yeah. Because I, I want to take what you said and kind of tweak it a little bit. Go ahead, Dad. But we'll do that later. Okay. Because okay? I, I, I think I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I would just say it a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, okay, but let's talk about the second soil. What's the second soil? The rocky soil. Okay, what about the rocky soil? What does, this t- what does it tell us? It talks mm-hmm. about... Verse 20 says, mm-hmm. As for what was sown on the rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. Mm-hmm. You had a really good point addressed with this that yeah. we've talked about previously. Which was what? Because um, I don't remember. You, 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 you called it the stubborn heart. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think this is a... This is a yeah, I would say stubborn heart, and you know, now that I kind of look at my notes again, I'm kind of like, is that the best way to say that? Mm-hmm. Or, or the impatient heart. Mm. Um, like, it's, it's a pain to deal with soil that has rocks in it. Because the yeah. way you get that out is you have to, you have to either screed it out, you know, depending on the size of the rocks, mm-hmm. right? But you have to... Um, you have to intentionally go in and remove those things, mm-hmm. which is a, it's an act of diligence. It's an act of patience. Perseverance. Perseverance. It doesn't happen quickly. Mm. Um, the reason why I said stubborn heart is because I think there can be times when people look at it and go, that's fine the way it is. Mm. Like it doesn't, I don't need to change that much. Mm-hmm. God takes me as I am and I can just move forward. Yeah. That mentality. Yeah. And um, and look, the soil, look, look what's being planted and look what's coming to life. Yeah. Sprung right up. Springs right up. But you don't look at its root. Well, yeah. So what, that's a really great point because when is, when do you, when is it exposed whether or not it's in good soil? Because mm. it will be exposed at one point. It will be exposed, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so when is that? Like, what does it say? When it's scorched by the sun. Right. When, when trials come. Yeah. When temptation comes. When daily, because the sun sets and rises every single day. Yeah. So daily that thing will be scorched if it has no root to access of water. It could be. Like if you put this in the context of seasons though, right? Right. Like the spring season, the sun's not scorching. When Mm. is the sun scorching? Summer. Right. In the middle of summer, right? In the heat of the day, um, which is, you know, 2 to 4 p.m. Yeah. um, Is when when it's the hottest part mm-hmm. of the day. So you pick the hottest part of the day and the hottest part of the year, that's when you're going to be able to see. So think about this. I mean, this is what's fascinating. Is you, you, And I've seen this happen in people's lives mm-hmm. where they receive the Word of God. They're doing enough, but they're not taking the time to let God root out the rocks, the hard areas mm-hmm. in their lives that have no place Get those burdens in their lives. out. Get those what? Burdens yeah, right. So it could be shame, it could be guilt, mm-hmm. it could be, um, it could be lifestyle choices. Mm-hmm. Um, it could stress. It could be anxieties, mm-hmm. right? That they're they're wrapped around the axle part and they're not surrendering those to Christ. Mm-hmm. It, it could be a variety of things that they're choosing to not take out of their soul, right? right? But initially, it it doesn't create any problems. Mm-hmm. It they it looks like there's a harvest coming through that life. Yeah. But then in the most difficult of circumstances, when things get really hard, mm-hmm. when things become a trial, all of a sudden, the, yeah. the root system isn't there to sustain them. Yeah. They can't, they don't have that root system to go deep, find the nutrients, find the wa- source of life, water, right? Mm-hmm. That will let them uh, weather that, the hottest part of that day. Yeah. And that's, well, yeah. Like I can, I think of people when I read a soul like that. Like oh, there's definitely. friends of my life mm. um, that I go, man, you didn't, 
I think the the, the analogy I picture, which I've told you before, but is um, when I hear about the rocky soil, I just have church camp in my head, right? Yeah. These students go with their friends. There's no parents. You're just kind of excited. You get to a new environment. You might leave the state. You might go into a different city. You're away from your daily life, like your daily um, rituals. Yeah. yeah, routines. So you go, you're hearing the sermon. It's making you emotional. Mm. Um, you hear about baptism. You're excited. You get to worship. You're crying. And you're going to Bible studies. And you're interested and really captivated by the Word. And you're like, I'm going to change my life when I get home. I'm going to tell my friends at school. This is going to be super exciting. I can't wait to see what God has for me. And by the, by, so that's like a week long process. You're over the top, like on fire for God. Mm -hmm. You come home, you're like, oh, or even they'll take your phone mm -hmm. at church. So you're giving your phone back. Mm -hmm. Oh, let me just go back on social media. Mm -hmm. Let me go hang out with my same friends. Mm -hmm. Let me, um, I'm not in a position where I'm going to church. Because there's some kids that don't go to church and their parents just yeah. send them to church camp. So you, you, yeah. you just start falling out of these habits and you're just the back the way you were. Yeah. In your old ways. And that's one of the things that, you know, um, I have this saying when I'm preparing sermons that I think through in my head mm -hmm. of like, what does this look like on Tuesday? Like, so what I mean by that is this. On Sunday, so you hear a great sermon on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Like everything you just said, like, oh yeah, I need to do that. The Lord's asking mm -hmm. me to give up that thing, to start mm -hmm. that thing, to talk with this person, to be this witness, to whatever, make this yeah. apology, whatever it is, right? Um, change this habit, embrace this new habit. Um, and so you hear that on Sunday, you're super motivated. You may even tell a few people right? yeah. if, you're, if you're in an accountability system. Mm -hmm. And then on Monday, you go back to school or you go back to work or mm -hmm. you, you enter into your responsibilities and it's like, okay, I, I got to figure out how to do this. But then Tuesday's really the day that it needs to great gain traction because mm -hmm. Tuesday's like you're in your week. What are you going to change? Right. What attitudes are you going to, and not like what should you do? What are you going to do today? Right. What intentionally are you going to change? Yeah. So if, if you've been in a place where social media is sucking a ton of time away from you mm -hmm. or it's putting your mind and heart in places you shouldn't be going. It's it's creating anxieties, it's creating jealousy, envy, mm -hmm. it's creating comparisons. It, it, like, it's just not good for your soul. Mm -hmm. Like, what decision are you gonna make on Tuesday? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday, right, to stop this, mm -hmm. right? Because Monday you'll be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do it. Like, no, I'm, I'm talking about when, when that motivating feeling and, and emotion is no longer there. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a decision of the mind. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to intellectually make a decision to step forward in obedience. Um, and give it to God. Yeah. But then well, that's where it kind of falls in. Yeah. And it's like, it's fine the way it is. Yeah. And I, and I think that's where, and you know, kind of coming back to that stubborn heart, right? That stubborn heart is like, it's not that bad. I know I've said that, and I know I felt that, but isn't that really that big of a deal? Right. Who is it affecting? Who's it affecting? Nobody's asking. It's not yeah. quote-unquote sin. And it might not be sin, right. right? It might not be like, it's not like I'm out, you know, stealing things, or I'm out, you know, doing drugs, or whatever. Like, it's mm -hmm. it might not be something that quote-unquote is immoral, right? but it is not cultivating fruitfulness in mm. your life. Um, and it is not setting you up yeah. for the worst moments in life. Mm -hmm. uh, it is drawing away. It's creating a shallowness yeah. to your soul. What are those things? Um, and man, this is where, you know, we, uh, in our first episode, we talked about listening to the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. right? My encouragement to you, to me, uh, you know, to our friends that are listening is like, hey, um, what is that thing the spirit is telling you? Right. That you need to go, ah, that thing mm -hmm. that I do, um, it's not It's not cultivating fruitfulness in my life. It's oh. not setting me up for a crisis mm -hmm. to, to go deep when life gets hard. 
what are those things? And that what and again, I'm not asking you to invent a list. Right. It's like what what is the spirit already put on my soul that mm-hmm. I need to step in obedience to? And if you don't feel it now, ask and it will be brought Oh, he'll show you. He'll so bring quick. it to the surface. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz nobody's going like, you know what? I prayed about it and I'm like totally fine. <laughs> yeah, like who says everyone, but it's not applicable. Yeah. And again, I think this is where there can be different areas of our lives where we look at it and go like, oh man, that's an area that maybe I'm spending a little bit too much time doing that thing. Mm-hmm. Not that the thing in and of itself is immoral right. or wrong and somebody may even see me doing it and being like, well, bro, that's fine. Or they may be like, don't get legalistic about that. Mm-hmm. You know, they may talk me down from it, right? Okay, right. got it. Great. And we need people that help keep us in check from being legalistic. Yeah. But at the same time, what is the spirit asking mm-hmm. of you? Um, and, and step in obedience forward with that. Right. Um, okay, third soil. The thorny soil. Thorny soil. Mm-hmm. What does it say here? Um, verse 22, As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful Mm. you know what just popped in my head what's that i think there's this i forget where i I hear it i probably heard it at church where instead of applying your life to the bible people are trying to apply the bible to their life and making their own modifications to it do you know what that's called it's called eisegesis (laughs) instead of exegesis do you know this no yeah so, which keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt you. We'll come back to that, but keep going. No, but no, like... No, but like what you've hit on is like... The, the, it's a theological posture people have, but keep going. Right, yeah. and I... it Because what your, your point was, was as a divided heart. Yeah. And you're not surrendering anything to God, and the way you're perceiving life on your own, with kind of the truths you've taken out of the Bible, but then added your own truths in there can really warp the way you grow and distort the way you even view life. Yeah. And um, and I think this is where like my truth comes in, right? People are like, you just have to abide by my rules. Oh, where people say that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, this is my truth. Yeah. Yeah, that drives me bananas. It does. And I'm like, you can't have multiple truths. There's gotta be lies. Like, what lies? You can have multiple <laughs> perspectives. Right, right? And, and opinions, and, like those. Yeah. You have the right to. Yeah. But there's a truth and there's a lie. There's not two truths of the same situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. There can be different perspectives, Mm -hmm. but there is a truth. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's one, man, that is one of the, it's funny how people, I don't want to rant on this podcast because I don't know how valuable that is, but this is like, (laughs) what are you you laughing at? Are you like, I'm a little too late. Um, Yeah, no, yeah. Um, but that's one of the things that just drives me bananas, right? And I keep hearing it more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, even the phrase, like, I heard this the other day. I keep hearing this more recently, too. Like the phrase, all right, I'm not going to lie. Right. No, that's so true. It's like, okay, good. Why is that? Why is that a, a, why are you a notable that? thing to say? Yeah. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, I mean, can you picture Jesus doing that? Like, just before a parable, you know, the kingdom of God, like, I'm not even going to lie. Blessed are the pure in heart. (laughs) (laughs) That would be hilarious. Right. And I know it's a phrase, and I know it's a way for people to, like, put an exclamation Mm -hmm. on something. But, man, you know, that implies that the truth is negotiable. Mm. And it's, I mean... It's not. It's like yeah. kind of what you were saying at, at the top of the podcast, where there's a consequence. Whether you want the consequence or not, there's a consequence to rejecting or embracing God's truth. Right. Definitely. Period. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm like, well, I don't want the consequences, or I don't think there will be consequences. And guess what? You don't get a vote. <laughs> right. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not how these things are ordered. Um I just I won't I won't go into the details, but I I've just finished a biography of a famous uh, actor. Um, you know, when I work on the house, I listen to audiobooks, right. and I just 
while I was working on the kitchen, I listened to this audiobook and um, of Robin Williams. Mm. And I, I, you know, when you look at the scope of um, work that he did from being a comedian to a drama actor mm-hmm. and the level of respect he had in, uh, amongst his peers and, and things like that. And um, through the nation and even globally. Yeah, and he did a ton for the military because mm-hmm. like, he did USO tours and, and spoke at like to troops that were downrange in Afghanistan and Iraq mm-hmm. and... I mean, it was really, like, there was a lot of remarkable good things that he did. Um, But he was a guy that was, like, deeply troubled and um, in his mind and in his soul. And some of those could have been physiological. I don't want to get into all that. But but there was also some lifestyle choices that he made that had the consequences. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, and I don't say it's like, ah, cause here's, here's an example. You know, it's like, no, this is what, this is just a natural consequence to these things. Like if you behave this way, you will ruin your relationships Mm -hmm. over time. You're, you, you will become estranged from your spouse or from your kids or from your friends. Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't engage in these activities on a consistent basis that are healthy and good and for the benefit of others, you will alienate yourself. Mm-hmm. You do you know what I mean? Right. Um, and it's like I'm listening to this and just going like, man, this is like I keep hearing this story over and over and over and over again of folks that live lives that, um, regardless of how much money they make, regardless of what kind of cultural impact they have, mm-hmm. regardless like there's these common weeds. Yeah. That that choke them out, mm-hmm. um, and I and I you know what I love about this passage is where Jesus says, "As for uh, what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, right? So mm-hmm. the, the word about They're the aware gospel, of it. right? So they hear it. At some point, they heard the gospel. Mm-hmm. At some point, they heard there was a, a a God who loves them, a Christ who came to die for them, mm-hmm. a, you know, that man was made in the image of God and we've, you know, because of sin, that relationship with God has been broken and it's, it's the reason why we have broken relationships with others. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why we have this broken relationship with the planet. Um, it's the reason why we have a broken relationship even with ourselves, mm-hmm. right? This is what's broken, but there's a savior who came to restore all of these things, yeah. to redeem all of this, all right? That's the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's a restoration that God wants to enter into so that we can see these relationships restored. Right. All right. They hear that, and then the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word Mm -hmm. and it proves unfruitful. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where, um, like we were talking just before we hit record, um, like what, who... Or what are you allowing to shape mm-hmm. your cares? Yeah, and it influences you're even listening to. Yeah. Which, you know, growing up for me, that was totally different than what it is, it's like for, for you. Mm. So for you, as you think about uh, your friends, like what are, where are people, what shapes people's cares today? Overall or yeah. specifically me? Uh, sure, both. Okay. Um, I think... When you're raised in a Christian home and you're raised with morals and responsibilities to earn respect, know the Lord and understand what he has to say and walk in obedience. Now, that's how I've been raised. And that has been difficult at times given our family history. But um, I think when I encounter people at school, for instance. I think senior year, I I prayed to the Lord. I said, help me grow in relationships with people. Now I had the mindset on, this is where you have to be careful with your pray, because then the Lord will answer it, maybe a way you didn't understand. But the Lord has definitely put people in my life that maybe don't agree with what I have to stand for, but they'll just tell me what's going on. Mm. Kind of like what you're saying, how people can be brutally honest, Mm -hmm. and it shocks you. And... It's people who don't know Jesus. It's people who listen to the world because that's what pop, that's what is popular. Yeah. Or they don't even know what else to listen to. Right. I think that's part of it. Because I don't want to like... Anyway, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no, no. But like, it's 
Definitely the voice they're listening to and how other people are perceiving it. Mm. I feel like people lie. Uh, well, yeah. What do you mean? About, in a, in, in a way that's like, for instance, um, drinking. Mm. This is going to make you feel awesome. Mm. But they don't talk about the consequences. Mm. So then everyone's like, I got you. Mm-hmm. So people go to all these parties, get wasted. And then they get in a car accident or they come and they're like, I did stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you should have known that. <laughs> yeah. Why is this a, a surprise Why is, Yeah. Yeah. And like I heard, a, I was listening to a podcast the other day and the person was talking, the question was like, how drunk have you ever, like what's the most drunk you've ever been? Mm-hmm. And the response was, um, I was, I showed up at the, I remember showing up at the airport and starting to check in and I blacked out. And then when I came to, I had a, I was in a car and I had a ticket in my hand that it was for the next day. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand why am I in a car right now? Why am I not on a plane? Like, they don't remember anything. Right. And the people that they're telling the story to, everybody's laughing. Like, ah, that's, man, that's hilarious. Like, man, you must have really been wasted. The whole time I'm sitting here thinking, what pain <laughs> right. are you trying to escape from that has burrowed into this, your soul mm. um, That that is... Allow that you are allowing, um, that you are coping with, mm. that is justifying these kind of a, a, uh, behaviors in life, mm-hmm. um, because this is going to catch up with you. It, but everybody they're telling the story to on the podcast is like laughing, like it's hilarious, and I'm thinking like, these people are lost sheep with no shepherd. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and like, and I don't listen to that and go like, "How dare they?" Right. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I yeah, right. <laughs> like I would. Uh, what are you laughing at? Never mind. <laughs> what? You just get. No, I don't know your what that accent was. reminded me of something. Oh, did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I I hear that and I see that and I go, um, man, I do that. Yeah. You you put the wrong people around you. I don't know. Jesus. It will question the way you think. Yeah. Even, like, maybe in, you're in the right soil, and then you listen to someone, or you get exposed to something different, and it's like, then you start questioning. Yeah. And questioning can lead to doubts, and then when you nip that in the bud... Nip it in the bud. <laughs> just nip it in the bud. Um, the Lord will make it clear. Yeah. The Lord says, highlight. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this? Stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop. And you know it, too. It's not like you're going to be blinded by it. Yeah. And it's in contrast to the truth, right? Yeah. And I think that's the, um, it's like, you know how I am about weeds in in the yard. Mm. Oh, yeah. Right. If you don't know, it's one of dad's pet peeves. Yeah. Uh, I just, it drives me bananas. Mm -hmm. And because I know if you just let it stay, one will lead to three, and three will lead to six, and six will lead to 12. And it's just like. More work. Yeah, and then your lawn is ruined, and it looks like garbage. Trying to make a name. Yeah. Um, so that the the question again, the question like comes back to who is shaping your cares, and the, so from my perspective, mm-hmm. like because you know I'm not a young man. Sure, you are, Dad. I appreciate you saying that. You're welcome. Um, but I see guys, and I'll speak to guys, but like I see guys do this all the time, where they will, um, they will be perhaps leading their family in a way that's good and healthy. Um, like they wanna know what God has to think about their family. They'll be, they may even order their finances in a way that's good and reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, they may be in you know, a church every Sunday, they may be in a you know, small group, they may be go to a mess. Like, like, so if you look at their lives, you kind of go like squared away. But man, when they show up at work, different people. Mm. Um, because they've adopted a mentality that says, in order for me to be successful in, at work, I have to care about this and these things in these ways. And it's that they are not, ex- they are not living a life that's honoring to the Lord mm. in the way they do their job. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, 
And I'm not saying you got to, you know, at work it's like you're walking around handing out, like, invitation cards to church, right? Hey, everybody. You know, and then, right. like, there's, I'm going to take the time right now to go into it. But, like, there's a way you should treat your employees mm-hmm. or your coworkers um, or your employer in a way that is kind, that mm-hmm. is patient, that is honoring. It doesn't mean you roll over and right. it doesn't mean you don't say hard things and mm-hmm. it, like all of those things. But there's a way you can do all of that that is in step with following God. Mm-hmm. And I see guys that will blast people. They will, the language they'll use, mm-hmm. the attitudes they'll exhibit, the justifications they'll enter into. Right. It's all, it is not of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, it's weeds in their soul. And again, it's like, Different areas of our hearts mm-hmm. can result in different types of soils, right? right? And so we can kind of go like, well, in that part of my life is fine. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's good enough and I'm yeah. not really going to worry about it. And God's going like, no, I want to worry about, well, God doesn't worry about anything. But like, Lord's going. We're going to address this I want and you're going to fix it. Yeah, yeah, I want all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, not some of it, not half of it, not most of it, not the places that you think are convenient. I want all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so. Those are the three soils. Yeah. Last one. Rich in the good soil. Yeah. The ones full of nutrients and goodness. Right? Yeah. And good soil does just doesn't happen. Right. It's it's not put in front of you on a silver plate. Like. Yeah. <laughs> you have to work for it. Well, you have to work. There's a work to preparing it. Yeah. And it's like. Like you could get to the rich soil. If you get rid of the thorns in your life, you can get to the rich soil if you uproot the... Yeah, that's true. The, like there's... The rich soil is there. Yeah. You just have to get to it. This It has to be adequately prepared. Right. Yeah. Like you can pull that first layer up on the hard... Like there's stuff that's good for you. Yeah. That is attainable for you to have. I feel like people are like, kind of like, Christians are Christians and let them be them. But mm. that's not who I am. Mm. And I'm like, well, you don't even know who you are. Yeah. Deep down, that's not what the that's not what Lord created you to be. Yeah. And I think, you know, coming back to kind of what we said, like thinking about the future, I think God wants everybody. I think there's within the soul of every single person a desire to live a fruitful life. Mm. Like they they look at their life and they go, man, this is... And it's going to be different, right. right? Like Jesus says here, one is a hundredfold, one is sixtyfold, another mm-hmm. third. Like it's not all going to be equal, right? Like just because you give your life to Christ, there's going to be some people mm-hmm. that are incredibly successful with mm-hmm. their business, right? Um, they, you know, other people that are, you know, they're incredibly successful mm-hmm. uh, at how they lead their family. Um, there's going to be others that are successful in their marriages. Mm-hmm others that are successful in how they evangelize, right? God's gifted them with Mm -hmm. that or something. We're all called to it, but some are gifted with it. Um, Like there's these areas that the the measure of fruitfulness is going to be different. Like the the yield Mm -hmm. that comes from the the harvest is Mm going to be different. But everybody has the opportunity for there to be more than what they came in with. Right. And I think that's the... um, That's the thing that I, I... I think everybody is yearning for that. And like, just all the wrong genuinely. places. But, but are they, is it in the places that God has designed for mm-hmm. them? Um, and I don't know what that means for you, even you. you right. know, as my, I don't know what, how God wants to make you fruitful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, easy, it's easy for me to imagine, I think, or for your brother, for your mom. But yeah. I know what it, it is for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, the more you know somebody, you can kind of, kind of go like, really? I don't think that's you. I don't think that's lining up. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's consistent with who you are. Not to be rude. Not to be like, you know better. Yeah, not that at all. Mm-hmm. But like, I know your mom pretty well. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't, we would ask some questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> your mother, the woman I'm married to. Which one? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, like, or like, your mother, the one I'm married to. What's her first name? <laughs> I'm like flashback to Genesis with these guys with like ten wives. Um, <laughs> like, there's a uh, 
like the more you know someone, the more you're going to be able to speak into the fruitfulness of their life. Right. And I think that's where you're, depending on the person, you're kind of put in a situation of accountability. Yeah. And I think all of that's great. But at the same time, the person who knows what fruitfulness looks like in your life is the Lord. Mm -hmm. And is, you know, and particularly those, the spirit as he's going this for you, you have to do, Mm -hmm. or you, you cannot do Yeah, like this will not be good for you. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, you know, with me for the longest time, like the area of alcohol was like, this is not for you. Mm. But if you look at our family history, yeah, there's all kinds of addicts. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Right. Like I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, not because it's like, oh, because the one time I got so passed out drunk, I can, at the airport mm-hmm. and I didn't even know, you know like that's not my story um I've, that's never been my story mm-hmm. but there was a season a you know season in my life where it was like I am never allowed to touch any alcohol like that's not something I can do yeah um because it will not allow me to live a fruitful life yeah because like what like what is this gonna bear yeah yeah and I think that's where you know there's that kind of age-old remember who I heard this from first, but they said, you know, sometimes we ask questions of what is right and versus wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, can I, is this right? Is this wrong if I do this or is it sin? Mm-hmm. And I, th- you know, they said the better question is this wise or unwise. Because um, mm-hmm. then it moves it out of the realm of a moral decision. Yeah. Because there's some things that just doesn't, morally doesn't, it just is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Wise and unwise is different. Is this going to allow me to be fruitful or not? That's a different question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, but that's that's a good point. Yeah. Final thoughts? Um, work strong, guys. Like, the minute you persevere and don't give up, like, the Lord will revere his, reveal his goodness for your life. Mm. And it does take effort. Like what you said, the Lord puts stuff in your reach. Mm-hmm. You just have to reach it. The Lord doesn't make it so far back that you have to like go through valleys and hills. Like, what do you mean by that? I don't know what you mean by that. The Lord puts stuff in measure that you can reach. He's not going to put uh, something yeah. in your life that's so far. Yeah. Like he, if he's saying... In the realm of this, like yeah. you've been ignoring how you've handled your time. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That's what I need you to do right now. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to worry about who you're going to marry. I don't need you to worry about what you're going to major in in college. I don't need you to worry about, like, all these things mm-hmm. that sometimes it's like, how about we just figure out how to manage your time? Right. Let's start. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, let's start with that next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Step by step. Yeah. And the Lord will make it clear to you. You're not going to go in there blinded and not know what to do. Yeah. Not unless you give it to God. Like, if you try to do it by yourself, you might be a little blinded. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, episode one, down in the books, kiddo. Yeah, yeah. Good job. So Matthew 13. Yeah. Thanks for being with us, guys. Yeah. And uh, feel free to like, subscribe. Mm -hmm. What's the other things you're supposed to say at the end of something like this? You know. Tell your friends. Yeah. You know, let let people know we're doing this. Um, if you have any feedback for us, if you have any comments, we, we welcome that kind of feedback. We're, or text uh, us. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah. If you, if some of you know us. Uh, yeah, you can text me right now. Yeah. Say I listen to it. Yeah, like, hey. In, in fact, I got to the end. Yeah, I, yay. Right? Yeah. Like, if you know us, um, and, and maybe you don't have my number because it's, like, changed five times. And you have Olivia's. But you have Olivia's. Or you're friends with us on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, reach out to us, message mm-hmm. us, let us know like what worked, and be, feel free to be candid. Yeah. Like tell us like, hey, you be guys, honest with us. You're not as brilliant as you think. Probably. You are. <laughs> <laughs> to find this. <laughs> you know, I I think that sounded way better in your head than it. It did out loud. It did out I loud. I do hear that a lot though. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to hear from you. Um, if you're like, I don't know you guys, and I don't know how to find you on Facebook or Instagram, if you email us at uh, info at thisresilientsoul.com, mm. 
uh, we'll get that email and uh, we will we'll reply. I promise we will reply. Yes. Um, because I can't imagine that inbox getting full. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we want to have fun. We hope that uh, you'll help us get the word out about this. Tell a friend or two, uh, even just today. Text text this link. Uh, sh- share it with a friend. Say like, hey, you got to check this out. Yeah. And uh, these are some friends of mine. Yeah. And we, I'd love to see them be successful with this. Because mm-hmm. um, if we're successful with this, hopefully we'll, we'll learn. We'll get better due to your feedback. Mm-hmm. And um, we want to be fruitful. Yeah.